Rachel Belmore jolted from her dream awash with dread. The baby! The words crashed against her temples. Her breathing came in gasps. Still groggy from the pill Wes had given her, she sat upright in bed and listened. No sound reached her. Wes, careful not to disturb her, must have slipped out and closed the bedroom door. She insisted on keeping open. She dropped her head back on the pillow. Since Ellie's birth eleven months before, Rachel's sleep only skirted the periphery of dreams. The night before, she had lain in the dark next to the sleeping Wes, her ears attuned to any rustle coming from the nursery, her tense body ready to leap with the slightest new sound or after a prolonged silence. How do you expect to keep up your strength without sleep? Wes asked in the morning when she dashed out the door for a nine o'clock client meeting. She had been up since six, feeding and playing with Ellie. Certainly not with a full-time career. Before bedtime, he handed her a vial of sleeping pills brought from his office. Take one Saturday and Tuesday. I'll do all the getting up when no surgeries are scheduled in the morning, he said. As your private physician, I order you to get a good night's sleep starting tonight. In response, Rachel playfully saluted and clicked her heels. She loved making him laugh. It made her feel witty, sprightly. Dr. Wesley Belmore's love was the mirror from which her own image reflected back and where she saw a winner. The whirring stillness of the room closed in on her. The baby. The words continued to bang inside her head. Why hadn't Wes returned if Ellie was fine? Rachel pushed herself out of bed and rushed toward the nursery. In the dark corridor, she nearly knocked over the sculpture stand. At the door to the nursery, she froze. She could barely discern Wes's silhouette bent over the crib. To her disoriented mind and in the darkness, his body appeared contorted, a stranger's figure. Was she hallucinating? At Rachel's muffled groan, Wes straightened. He turned slowly and let out his low, throaty laugh full of savoir-faire. Instantly, it wrapped her in its warmth. You okay, honey? Is she all right? His long fingers reached gently toward the soft hair on Ellie's head. We have a beautiful baby, he replied, awe in his voice. What were you doing? Rachel clammed up. She moved closer to the crib and stared down. Ellie slept, her breathing dry and even. It was madness. Even if sleeping medication swam in her brain, she must be suffering from a protracted postpartum depression to even think. Ellie's finely carved mouth puckered and moved in a sweet sucking motion. She stirred and brought her thumb to her mouth. She'll have buck teeth, Rachel said. Relax, honey. He drew her to his chest and planted little kisses on her face. Relax? She mumbled into his silk paisley robe and breathed in deep, still staggering in an air pocket of dread. She adored his smell. Who said, to have a child is to forever have your heart go walking around outside your body? She's fine. He drew her closer. Remember... I've been through this before. She hated to be reminded of his other daughter. Was it possible he loved another child as much as he loved Ellie?
It had been several years since Stephanie's mother moved to Philadelphia and made visits impossible. Whenever Wes spoke of it, it was with an atypical fury, and the pulsating anger in his eye scared Rachel. Accustomed to being in charge, he had no tolerance for events that took their own turn. Grateful that he didn't bring up his former wife's hostility, Rachel allowed him to lead her back to bed. He spooned her in his arms. I love you, he murmured, and then rocked her to sleep. But for months, the insane suspicion, the improbable vision of what she thought she had seen in the shadows kept tormenting her. When she prepared a client sales presentation, Wes's image would pop up and project itself on the screen. Even while her body was swept up in his tender lovemaking, a mental image of his figure lurking in the dark would force its way to a spot behind her eyes. She distrusted herself, convinced her mind was deranged. Hugging Ellie, Rachel forced herself to remember how lucky she was. Their Fifth Avenue penthouse offered a ringside seat on life, her own private show, in which every act complemented the other. It was lunacy to think otherwise.